This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. One of the South African Jewish Board of Deputies' job is to be a source of information to the community. My colleague Gwen Robbins gets all sorts of queries on her computer, including one from a woman in England who found interesting letters belonging to her grandfather. She wanted to find out whether this man had any family in Cape Town. Gwen, who also acts as a detective, enters the story here, and she joins me now to tell me more. Gwen, you were able to help the woman and discovered some cousins along the way. It really shows what a small world and interconnected world the Jewish community is. She wrote to me to say that her grandfather had been friendly in Cape Town with a man called Jerry Berman. They used to climb Table Mountain together. And it turned out that her aunt was at school with me. Now, uh, she had found that her grandfather had kept all Jerry's letters, starting in Zululand, where he was working as an engineer and, com- and caught malaria and landed up in hospital and complained bitterly that his, the workers there were being exploited and badly treated. And then he decided to go to Ukraine to go and build bridges there. Now, the reason why the letters were so important was this was the time of what was called the Holodomor. It was a famine deliberately engineered by Stalin because he wanted to punish the Ukrainians for being nationalists and not communists. And nearly four million people died of starvation deliberately. So Jerry arrives in the Ukraine and he writes letters to his family, to his brother Israel, who typed them out and shared them with Maya, her grandpa, and his, his brother and sister. And because of Stalin and his police, there are very, very few first-person records of what it was actually like there. And he, and the letters now, she's shown them to somebody who's going to do a PhD on it. Somebody else wants to do a film on it. And there is a Holodomor Museum in Kiev in Ukraine that wants to mount an exhibition on it. But they can't do that unless they can get permission from the family if they, if he has any family. Now, the letters described the famine, that there was food only for him, not for the workers. He said, I can't cope with the lying, bribing and criminal activities. It's the only way to get things done here. This is the fourth day without a grain of bread. The workmen are busy digging potato peels in the rubbish heap to try and feed their families. Don't believe in the paradise here. The, the, the bread queue is four blocks long and is guarded by soldiers. He got sick. The doctor came and told him to stay in bed. The doctors have to see 130 cases a day in order to get their bread ration. Now, the letters were, were pathetic, and because they are so rare, they needed to find the family. All she knew was that he had brothers called Israel and Aaron and a sister in Baylor, a sister called Baylor. Now, Aaron Berman, the name rang a bell because my mother had had a cousin 25 years older than her called A.Z. Berman. And the, all she remembered about him was going to visit her grandfather, who was their mutual grandfather, and this grown-up came to visit him, and her grandfather, who was a quiet, religious man with a long beard, suddenly got up and started shouting, Arras van die house, Arras van die house, because AZ was a communist and wasn't religious. So I thought, well, if AZ was a communist in the 1920s, when he was the leader of an organization called Industrial Socialist League, it must be the same person related to his brother Jerry, which is probably why Jerry decided to go to the Ukraine. So now I tried to find out if there was any family from AZ Berman because that's the 
anything that I knew from my mother. So I googled AZ Berman and discovered that his daughter had got married and the surname rang a bell because my brother had been at school with a boy with the same surname and they played cricket together. So I wrote to my brother in Israel. My brother said, yes, I'm still in contact with him. So Alison in England was thrilled. She said, well, we can now get his, his, uh, uh, this, the grandson to give permission. So we got in touch with the grandson and the grandson said, but you know, Jerry came back to South Africa. He got married and he's got a son living in Cape Town. So we connected her with the son. The son was fascinated to find the letters from his father written in the 90, from 1929 to 1935, long before he was born. And he is very happy to give permission to the museum to give, uh, uh, to mount an exhibition. And I hope he'll be able to go up to Ukraine without COVID to do it. And she then found a letter from AZ Berman. And here is the letter on AZ Berman's letterhead. AZ Berman, in the end, stopped being a communist. He became a city councillor. He became a United Party member of, of the Senate. The main road going through Mitchell's Plain, which is one of the major colored townships put out, put out to be a, much better than the other ones at the time, is named the AZ Berman Drive. And here is this letter written in 1933 in which he says, I can just imagine your state of health when you lost over 25 pounds in weight. Bella is very upset indeed, and so is Israel and I, and we really don't know what to do. With all that you've gone through and the work and trouble and your state of health, it's beyond my comprehension that you should still be there. You have no idea how worried and upset we all are. What is going to be the end of it? It's no good talking about the past with all its mistakes, but why not finish it now? Why not come home? You're most anxiously. Uh, it really is a very sad letter, but I'm very glad to know that he came back. He settled in Bloemfontein. He became an engineer there, got married, and his son is now a retired professor in Camps Bay who suddenly found a whole new series about his father. Gwen, what a remarkable story. I referred to you earlier as a detective, but the truth is you more, and I know this is how I refer to you, an encyclopedia, because your knowledge and information of what is happening within your own community and broad is unbelievable. Was the woman, did, uh, um, your, the person who contacted you initially, was she excited by all this uh, information? Terribly excited. She first wanted to interview me. Once she heard that A.Z. Berman had been my mother's cousin, she wanted me as the as a member of the family, to give permission. I said, I can't. That's all I know about him. That one sentence my mother remembered when she was a little child visiting her grandfather. So I was so pleased to discover that the grandson was my brother's friend and that actually Jerry had a son living here in Cape Town. And she's also got in touch with the son's grandson who lives in Israel, who's also very excited to discover all the information about his grandfather. Well, Gwen, you did well in connecting the dots there. Thank you so much for joining me and telling me the story. Um, if anybody would like to be in touch with you, if they have queries about family, what should they do? Well, if anybody else knows anything about Jerry Berman, Alison would love to get more information because it will be added to the film and to the exhibition. So I'd be very happy if they, uh, if they could contact me. It's sajbd1 at ctjc.co.za.
And as always, if anybody didn't get that, I have those details. Um, Gwen, thank you so much for joining me. That was my colleague Gwen Robbins from the Cape Town Jewish Board of Deputies.